I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. I'm Valerie. And I'm Ryan. And today, we did not watch an Out of the Inkwell short. <laughs> we uh, watched a Laughograms short, which you might be like, what the heck is that? Uh, hey, Danica, what the heck is that? <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for asking. I'm glad you asked, in fact. Um, this is uh, the first series that Walt Disney worked on. So this is some of the earliest of Walt Disney's stuff. Um, How does it compare, like, timeline with some of the other shorts? Like, it was, it, mm-hmm. like, is it same timeline of some of the earliest ones we've seen or not? Or This, w- this is around the same time of the last short that we watched. Which was... They're within the same year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just a little bit of background. In 1921, Walt Disney was contact- contracted by Milton Feld to animate 12 cartoons, which he called Newman's Laughograms. Disney was about 20 years old at the time, and he produced nine of the requested 12 films with little income. But encouraged by their popularity at the theater and inspired by the Aesop's Fables series by Terry Tunes, Disney decided he wanted to make his own animated versions of fairy tales and invested six months on his first attempt attempt at Little Red Riding Hood, a thing we didn't watch. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> the Four Musicians of Bremen was his second cartoon that he produced. The Newman Laughograms things, um, The what survived is basically not actual cartoons, but it's just like recordings of him drawing a cartoon, like drawing a single panel cartoon. <laughs> and then like a very brief amount of animation of like cops in a bar or something like it it wasn't anything that we would identify as a cartoon now so as far as actual like what we consider cartoon shorts little red riding hood was his first and then this was his second little red riding hood is 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 fine it it involves mostly human characters and I, i i didn't like it that much uh i wanted to go ahead and just do this one instead since it was only the second one Ryan, do you want to do the brief spoiler-free plot synopsis, or do you want me to? I want you to do it. Okay. So, The Four Musicians of Bribbon is about uh, these four animal guys who are musicians, and they get run out of town for reasons, and then they try to fish, and uh, that goes disastrously wrong, and they get chased by a mean fish who can walk on land because it's a cartoon. Um, And then they fall off a cliff into, like, a, a house that a bunch of, like, robbers or some or people were in the these bad looking these bad looking guys um they had cannons (laughs) they did have cannons um but they also had like those masks and a bunch of scruff so they looked like they were supposed to be bad guys but anyways those guys run out of the house and then start shooting a bunch of cannons at the house and the um the cat ends up defeating them and then they're fine and it's happily ever after and that's the short (laughs) said so it said yeah. that literally. It said it was hap- it said happily ever after. Mom was like, "Did they did they ever get something to eat?" And it's like, "Well, they're happily ever after." So no questions. <laughs> we have no answers except they are happy forever. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, what did you guys think of this cartoon? The forever might not be long, but for- <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> poor things if they're that hungry. Okay. Um... <laughs> It, I don't know. It, it was 
I don't know how I feel. I, I didn't really like, I didn't really enjoy it very much just because of all the repetitive movements. But, um, but I mean, it was, it was okay. The characters I liked. Okay. There were some good goofs, but uh, yeah, it was repetitive. The animation was fine. It was, it was okay. I was mostly neutral through most of it, uh, but there were instances of some pretty nice uh, animation um, in, in amongst the fine animation. And I have some questions about some of the technology used, so I'll get to that later. But uh, overall, uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. You can probably not worry about it, though, if you don't care about early animation. Yeah, um, I don't know for sure, because I haven't watched all of, all of the pre-Mickey Mouse cartoons. But I think probably that most people are right to not pay attention too much to Disney until Mickey. <laughs> um, I think... I've, I expect that they're probably mostly going to be along this line. And this was okay. Yeah, I, I think this was also probably the first short that we've watched on this show that's kind of like a, a pretty typical short. Like the sort of, most of them don't look like out of the inkwell. <laughs> most of them look more like this. The Terry tunes that uh, Disney was inspired by look similar um, in terms of repeated animation and simplistic character designs and everything. They're even more moralistic though. I watched a couple and was not impressed. I, um, yeah, I wonder to what degree we're like nonplussed by this because it is so prototypical of of animation of this era and into you know like all the way through the 40s or whatever yeah i think at the time this was probably like a pretty good cartoon but at this point stuff that disney himself has done has massively eclipsed this so it's it's a little hard to go back to you know like yeah. we'll we'll eventually watch steamboat willie and that at least has historical value and synchronized sound um but like this one, there's not a whole lot besides I've just found this more enjoyable than the Little Red Riding Hood to like set it apart. I wanted us to do an early Walt Disney short. Um, this one was better than the other one that I watched, but like it's not an amazing cartoon. It's if you want to watch it for historical purposes, sure. But I I know that there are better Disney shorts. But let's uh, start getting specific about it. That's how you have to do it for the next episode, too. Oh, let's, yeah? Let's uh, start getting specific about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the new thing I say for the shorts. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> let's uh, start getting specific about it's it. It's not as committed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's just less formal. <laughs> I love it. You have my vote. You have my vote. Uh, yeah, let's talk story, characters, what, what little uh, there is. Story. Yeah. Uh, our characters, I, I, my fault. I thought the, the donkey was going to be kind of like the leader because he's taller. And he's at the begin <laughs> at the beginning of the short. He's the one in the front. Exactly. Exactly. It but makes sense. Cat came in and I'm like, oh, it's oh, you, my mistake. I'm I sorry. I haven't said the cat's name is Julian and he actually appears in Little Red Riding Hood and in, he's basically Disney's first recurring character. So sure, if we sure, had sure. been following Ju the no, universe, we, we would have known. Not Julianne, Julius. Sorry. Anyways, what? So if we had been following the universe, we would have known. The the Disney cinematic cartoon universe. <laughs> Honestly, he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just kind of looks like a regular cat. I don't even know if you had watched Little Red Riding Hood and this back to back, if you would have been like, oh yeah, that's the same cat. Thanks. Or if I just would have been like, oh, cat, cool. Yeah, yeah probably that. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah. All this, I can is, say, this is yeah. this is his first recurring cartoon character, but um you might notice that none of you know him, so he didn't like last into the Mickey cartoons or anything. Well, I would say one reason might be that he is definitely not the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> I don't even think he's in the drawer because <laughs> I mean, he's hiding behind a rock and he keeps then sneaking up trying to sneak up on a fish in front of it. Instead of going around and coming from behind. Mom was so annoyed I by him so annoyed failing to get the fish. For failing to get the fish. Because it's like a fish out of water. But see, just go behind it and bat it. But then, of course, the other fish proved us wrong there because apparently they can be out of water. But see, I don't I don't think he failed to sneak up on the fish. I think the fish had its eyes closed the whole time. It was like dancing. It was just dancing all around. And he was, he was failing to, to swipe it properly. I think the sneaking was fine. He's just very unlucky with swinging his board. <laughs> the fish definitely had some moves. Yeah. yeah the fish had some moves. And what's that, uh, what's that Garfield video where he's just dancing? Oh, John Ar- where John Arbuckle's dancing? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was Garfield. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, he's dancing like around his... Th- I think that's like at the end of the theme song or something. Yeah, no, that was that fish. He's just vibing. <laughs> I like how he can like twist like a you know like a corkscrew or something twist and then you know, yeah he's a yeah, fancy little he fish a fancy little fish really yeah. boring looking fish but a fancy little fish <laughs> remind me of Dr. Seuss fishes yeah yeah I can see that those dudes at the beginning could could throw real good oh yeah they threw so I hard know. they had no no parabolic trajectory they just flew <laughs> infinitely <laughs> It was uh, imperceptible because of the the strength. I love how... I love how seriously you and mom are taking this cartoon. You're like, no, no parabolic, whatever. And mom's like, you know, I just assumed it's... I just assumed that the fish wouldn't be able to breathe on dry land, even though this is a cartoon. And it's like, (laughs) I don't know, guys, this is a cartoon from 1922. Well, the fish that was that was you know dancing and diving. Okay, that I could get with. But then the big swordfish that not only chased them all around land, chased them up through a tree, then chased them out of that whatever that they went inside, and then saw down the tree. I mean, that was a little bit extreme. Look, he can like, be on land. He just prefers to be in the water. I guess so it's like okay, yeah, this this fish. Can just go wherever he wants. Gee. But I've, the poor poor musicians, they just wanted food. It's like, why was everyone, like, hating on him so much? And then, I, oh, gosh. And then all of the, it was a little bit ironic, but with all of the robbers coming out of the teeny house. And then, too, is showing the musicians inside the house. And there was nothing inside the house. No. And then once you could see that, it's like, they barely fit in there. There's no way all of those men could have come out of that house. It's a clown car, but it's a house. Uh, yes, I guess so. A robber house. Yeah. And then an car. even tinier shed that uh, they had about, what, 20 cannons? I don't know. Yes, Big I believe the cannons. shed being even smaller <laughs> yes. was definitely part of the joke. Yeah. Oh, so the four band members. You had the donkey, who did percussion, and a dog, and the cat. Was who, it a chicken? Was, was it a chicken? A chicken? I, can't, I can't remember. I forget. But yeah. none of none of them mattered besides the cat, and then besides the cat, the donkey was the most obvious one to look at whenever they're doing things. Yeah, yeah. I thought whenever they started playing, that was very cute. That the donkey was like the percussion guy. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> yeah, and they just wanted food. 
<laughs> Mom's really hung up on their so motivations. Sad. So sad. Yeah. According to this statue that exists in Bremen, Germany. Yeah, it's a, a rooster, a cat, a dog, and a donkey. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. There oh, we go. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, this friends. is based on a fairy tale. It's not like just characters a Grimm, Disney made a up. A Grimm so. Brothers Grimm tale. I don't Which know. I have never heard. Not one of the more well-known ones. Nope. nope. Okay. Um, anything else with story and characters before we start talking about animation? I'm trying to think of what happened. Oh, sorry. It, it was also just... I don't know, plot-wise, um, how the cat could take off its tail. That was a little bit weird. Oh, that's a, a little bit that's a That's a thing that was pretty common back then. It was really only later in animation shorts being made where that, the, like, distortion of the body thing by, like, especially removing parts of the body or whatever was, like... You know what? Maybe that's weird. Maybe we shouldn't keep <laughs> yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. But at this point in animation, like they're like, I mean, they're cartoon characters. We can literally do whatever. It's only when you start, I don't know, believing in them existing as characters more later that they're like, maybe we shouldn't shouldn't do that. <laughs> but no, this is a thing for a, a long um, while. Yeah, I don't like it either. Was, that um, was, but that's just that was they viewed disturbing. cartoons differently then. There wasn't an issue. I could deal with it. I could like it. Like I think they play with that a little bit in the in in a um, a movie. I'm sure you'll get to one day. Uh, Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Where you know they they literally build it into the world a little. Yeah, yeah. And and, and there is you can rely on that tuniness. Yes. And so it, it makes sense. But yeah, it, until you're like in deep with it, and it it's just, it's just a little like oh right yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it basically was a common thing, fell out of fashion, and then eventually people who were into old cartoons would then homage it. And and so then it would start showing up in certain cartoons and stuff like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, yeah. Let's go on to animation. Uh, I have one note up at the top, which is just that among Disney's employees on this uh, series were several pioneers of animation, including Oob Ewerks, Hugh Harmon, and Fritz Freeling. Do any of you know any of those people? No. <laughs> I've heard Fritz Freeling. There, yeah, so. good. Um, I don't know anything about him, though. Oob Ewerks, I'll start with, was um, one of the ones who helped create Mickey Mouse and one of Disney's main collaborators um, at that at that point. They ended up having a falling out at some point and he went, made his own series that weren't successful and I think he eventually came back to, to work for Disney. Um, but he, yeah. But he uh, is essential to Mickey Mouse existing, basically. Wow. Um, so he's, he's important. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Harmon... Um, went on to, with uh, Rudolph Ising to basically create uh, Warner Brothers. Um, wow. The Warner Brothers, not Warner Brothers, the company, the Warner Brothers cartoons. I'm sorry. They went on to create Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Um, they are not, Hugh Harmon and, and Ising aren't really well known beyond that as far as the those series are concerned they're not among the more famous an- animators that worked on those series but they did create it and I'm, I'm sure they did other things they have wikipedia you can read it their names Fritz are Freeling. Harmon and Ising <laughs> yes harmonizing uh? <laughs> um, anyway 
And then Fritz Freeling is one of the most well-known Looney Tunes slash Mary Melodies uh, directors. He He's probably uh, in the top five of people, of like animators that would be named what you've got. Uh, Tex Avery, mm-hmm. you've got Chuck Jones, yep. um, that are that are going to be way up there. I, I can't remember the name of uh, the dude who was really who who really pushed poses and stuff in the, the like the forties and then left. Rule under of threes, bed. Danica. Come on, I I can't think of it. But he's one of the most popular ones. He did like half of the Looney Tunes that you've ever seen just aired on TV were probably directed by Fritz Freeling. Um, he did a lot of the early stuff that sucked, but he also did uh, a lot of the later stuff that that ruled. So hmm. he was there for a long time on that series. Cool. Um, but yeah, let's start talking about animation specific to this beyond just some of the animators that were working on it. I have a question. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's um, in part due to one or more of those gentlemen. Um, were they using uh, celluloid on this? Were they using uh, transpa- transparent a- cells on 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 matte backgrounds? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think so. I think that was the technology at this point. Some of the so that was wider, widely earliest available. ones weren't. Why what? That was widely available. Was is the the cellulose drawing? I believe drawing. so. I, I I could be wrong. Apologies if if anyone has that timeline more set in their head or has a wiki up and knows I'm wrong. But I believe so. Um, I believe that was widely available by early 1920s. Okay. Ryan, what is that? What so is basi- that? Basically, it's like clear sheets of plastic, and they have a background painting that that is the background of the of the shot, and then they. Uh, draw the characters on the on these sheets of clear plastic, and and they and put them over the background. Yeah, they animate mm-hmm. on the sheer, the clear plastic, so they don't have to redraw the backgrounds every time. Yeah, which co- comparatively to if you think back to um, like the Little Nemo mm-hmm. shorts that we watched, and and you can see he has the individual frames and he's drawing the whole thing by hand each time. That's not what happened here. The backgrounds were there. The Little Nemo didn't have backgrounds, I guess, but um, Gertie did have backgrounds. Those backgrounds were redrawn every time. You can kind of see them wiggle a little bit because of that. Like, they don't look solid all the time. But um, by this point, cartoons were starting to have, like, the set backgrounds that then you just are editing the characters over it. And even even the, the Fleischer brothers were doing that, too. Yes, yeah. For some reason, it seems less clearly like what they were doing in those. Than, well, than the Fleischer here. brothers are often less focused on. I mean, a lot of times they're incorporating live action backgrounds too. And one of the one of the ones we watched, the uh, modeling or whatever. I mean, the background there wasn't terribly detailed. Um, yeah, I, I, it was the same until like he interacted with the house, and then the house started being animated or whatever. But like. It wasn't a terribly detailed thing, unlike this, where it's like these full in environments that the characters are running through, you know? Yeah. And and the backgrounds are moving as well. Yes. They're, they're you know, less, less than the characters, you know, to, to kind of vaguely imitate perspective maybe, but, but yeah. they, they are moving underneath them. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah, I do believe that that was pretty widely available at this point i i want to say it was in the late 1910s that cell shading started existing and by this point it was pretty 
well used by people in the industry. Okay. Did I say cell shading? You did. And no. Not cell shading. <laughs> anime. Anime existed in the 1910s. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it did, but most of it's burned into fire, and it wouldn't look like what you would remember. Uh, they did a lot of repetition, a lot, you know, with the running, and it seems like they repeated everything at least twice or or three times. You know, like the the scene when they're initially running from the town, and the cat then gets knocked by something and and falls out of frame. And then all of a sudden he comes back in frame and then they're still running and then he falls out again. It seems like that was the same thing. And then this, and then the, the stunt with the fish where the fish came out of the water and the cat, the brilliant cat, um, <laughs> came at it with the, the board and they seem to have repeated that twice. And then the same thing when they ran into the house and all that. Um, so, I mean, in that sense, it's not my favorite because it's, it, that gets just kind of boring and monotonous. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But, um, yeah. But it was um, interesting. With I'm that. not disagreeing, but I will say I've seen other cartoons of the era and a lot of them are way worse about that. Yeah, and repeated even more than twice. It's yeah. kind of yeah. boring with the re- repetition, but it's also a little impressive because, I mean, you know, you have to make the animation do that. Like you have to mm-hmm. you have to draw it correctly so that it's it- not it's not like a, a computer program where you're just copying and pasting a segment, you know? Yeah, and there's not, like, a, a real distinct start to the loop. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like every... all Say say the cannonball scene where all the cannonballs are shooting past the roof, whatever. And it's not like there's a, a single frame where there are no cannonballs on screen. You know, there's usually a cannonball on screen at any moment. So you have to, to loop that together in such a way such that it, you know, the, the, they all keep coming but it's hard to tell like where the the beginning of the loop is yeah 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 Yeah, it's unfortunately this is gonna continue for some people into the 30s uh reusing loops that much especially warner brothers who again i don't want to rag on warner brothers but for most of the 30s their cartoon output largely blows <laughs> um but is that the technical or that's the, the academic te- term? that's the technical and academic term thank you <laughs> um whereas disney in in into the 1930s starts doing that less and less which is partially because they have even more money because they're being really successful um but yeah i mean animation loops being reused is is a thing and that doesn't really like stop being super obvious and annoying until probably sometime in the 30s so it's unfortunately here to stay for a while the repetition is also like in the movements even kind of that bouncing and then even the house <laughs> that was interesting where the house all of a sudden became animated and yeah and could was, scrunch itself uh, up yeah, would scrunch and whatever. But again, those repetitive movements reminded me of some of the ones where, like, um, I don't know if it was out of the inkwell or if it was the, are the Flesher brothers also the out of the inkwell? Yes. yes. Where, where they had that the 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 girl dance yeah. and stuff, you know, and she would do. I mean, the that same had movements. Coco in it. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> and and she would do, but she especially would do the same kind of you know movements or dances and the same like the, the the house kept repeating the same kind of scrunches and whatever 
it's interesting going back and seeing kind of the the language that the old cartoons have and like feeling the need to say pangs of hunger and like yeah. kind of spell out certain yeah. things and it's like it's a okay. good thing they spelled that one out <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like i don't know what you know when the devil's here. stabbing his pitchfork in your belly that very relatable feeling <laughs> yeah you know when animated gif of stabbing <laughs> Yeah, that that I, f- I also found very interesting the 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 how the visual language of various things just hasn't hadn't been established yet at this point. Because yeah. clearly, when you want to yeah. show hunger, you like show a close up of their belly and you show it like wiggling around and, and lines coming off of it to indicate exactly. that it's growling. Like that's that's clearly the agreed upon visual language for for hunger, <laughs> and yet they <laughs> didn't like- have that. Okay, but what if the devil comes, gets his pitchfork, and just jabs you? It's like, you, you guys have heard of pangs of hunger, right? What if the devil causes those pangs? And I mean, maybe that was a well-known thing at the time. Who yeah. knows? But. Yeah, every feeling you have is the devil doing something to you. Truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's a negative feeling, I guess. No, nope, any feeling. Any, any, any feeling. <laughs> if you feel too good, that's the devil. If you feel bad, that's the devil. When you shiver, that's the devil you breathing know, down your neck. You're joking, but also, no. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or maybe it's like the demon called hunger, and so he's panging you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I got pinged by the devil. Um, you mean pinged? No, pinged. <laughs> and the other thing was when they're showing close-ups and it's the circle view. Oh, super, super common at that time. Versus just like cutting to a scene. Yeah, it's like no focus on this. So we're gonna we're gonna like physically zoom you into this scene and. And God, I look forward to them not doing that anymore. Yeah, I, I've never enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, we we get it. We understand what, like, film language is. You can just cut the scene. It's like you can just move closer to them with the camera and still have the full screen there. And it's the same basic effect. They're like, we don't want to animate that. Just <sighs> just this circle. I'm waiting for the point where they, they start introducing way more spy glasses just as an excuse. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, everybody's boy. a pirate. So, like, they just have a spy glass to use it. <laughs> Uh, I did appreciate the irony, you know, where you have the the house that they get dumped into and uh, that they can barely fit in. But then all the, the robbers or whatever, whatever the little men came out of and and the teeny uh, hut with all the cannons. And then I think I don't know if it was the cat or whoever then is running away or something. And, and they pass this huge like, I don't know, like four or maybe six or eight-story house. They don't really show much with it, but it's like, okay, I could have believed all those guys coming out of that house, <laughs> but they didn't do much with that house. Mom, I don't know what to big... tell you, but it's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it bothered me. I don't know what to this... tell you, Mom. All those men lived in that house because it's a cartoon world. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, another animation thing. It was interesting when the cat... Yeah, the the cat when it was trying to get uh the fish it blinked but like its its pupils blinked like instead of having eyelids I didn't even notice yeah because the yeah the way that it blinked it was like just just this like iris pupil yeah that'll blink but you can see the the whites of the eyes around it and then I think whenever the uh the swordfish sawfish whatever fish it was with this bladed nose. Uh, you, the serrated, bladed, yes. bladed nose. Yes, the, it, was, it was introduced by this 
Was it an insect, like, sharpening its its nose for them? I thought it was an octopus or something. Or an octopus, maybe. I don't know. This Oh, yeah. This guy, something was sharpening its nose. It cut a fish, which maybe was a reference to the samurai stuff. I somehow doubt that Walt Disney was terribly familiar with, like, typical samurai callousness in well, 1922. I but. mean, if you had that animation... From Japan, like, did that stuff get I'm exported? Not sure. When was the fire? I'm not sure how well exported any of that was. I don't know, but that was interesting. Uh, so it cut it with the fish. I thought, I wondered if that was a reference. Also, just in the 1920s, if a white person wants to reference something from another culture, you're probably gonna know. That's fair. <laughs> They're probably gonna be real over the top and racist about it. That, uh, so that swordfish probably would have, like, had samurai get up or something ridiculous like yeah uh, and then last thing that got the biggest laugh out of me was at the end of the uh of the short when the fish fell or not the fish the cat like fell out of the sky uh and they tried to catch it you know that uh that quintessential trope of catching someone in yeah the yeah yeah uh a, a sheet. That quintessential me. scene, right? Well, or sheep in that one. Um, no. But he, he falls and, you know, of course falls through the sheet and, and dies because you see his ghosts leave. And it's multiple ghosts because of its nine lives. But I forget which animal grabs the last ghost and, like, throws it back into his body to save him. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. That last bit was probably the best one. I, I think it went along too, went, went, went on too long them moving around trying trying to line up sure to catch, yeah but, for sure but generally that was the best probably the best goof in the in the show i was optimistic to, to the very end because when they pulled out that sheet my brain went to like did they actually find like some food and stuff and they're pulling this out and they're gonna have a picnic <laughs> i think i think but mom no. remembered the food plot longer than the characters in the short did I know. i'm just like are these poor guys gonna get to eat Alas, they did not. I mean, maybe they did. Who knows? Well, again, you know, and they lived happily ever after. Well, if they're still starving, that that they might have that, got food. They were happy all the way to their short, and I don't know. <laughs> Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I don't actually have notes for this, Me but this is the part that our podcast is named after. It's a bunch <laughs> of animals. Yeah. So, like, and then when there's humans, they're either throwing shoes or, like, evil burglar dudes. So, I mean, and I don't think that they're referencing Japan with the swordfish, or else we would have known it, and it would have been in this section. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think... No, no issues of that nature with this. It only doesn't hold up in terms of it's just been outclassed by yeah, so many other cartoons. Boring, and yeah, sure. I mean, and I, yeah, I don't like that. Like I said, the repetitive yeah. animation, but yeah. But not really isms of any sort or. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, let's talk about favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite part of the short? Just a moment. It could be a scene. It could be just one Small part, just whatever. Uh, going with Jan's repetitiveness, picking out of the repetitive cycles, I'm going to say the house hitting back the I think Yeah, I agree. That one was maybe the one that most annoyed me with how long that went on. That, that and because it felt like there should have been uh, an action, like, 
Yes, the action was throwing the cannons and the reaction was the house hitting it back. But it felt like also those cannonballs should have been hitting the, the yeah. robbers or something. Yeah. 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 Felt like felt like there should have been some consequence. Exactly. Exactly. So it's I, I definitely could have done without that. And then it zooms in and you're like, oh, we're done. But then it loops a few more times with the zoomed in portion of it hitting the back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That was my least favorite. I'm just going to have to say my least favorite, even though I... I absolutely agree with you all on that but my at least just because it annoyed me the most was the cat sneaking up on the fish which was <laughs> uh, not sneaking up on the fish that's true that did really stick just, with you and then kept missing it I'm like this cat is a failure is a disgrace to catdom I mean you should have just used his claws what's the deal well then Catch he tried the to and then he went know, in the water and yeah, he epically failed that I know <laughs> what was your favorite moment the end for me yeah no I think that's the funniest gag definitely I got the biggest laugh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Second is uh, just just a little bit of that fish vibing. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I could watch a gif of that fish vibing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with you. That was really cute with the nine lives. Who was your least favorite character? The cat, because it was dumb. <laughs> uh, was and I didn't like when it took off its tail. That was too creepy. I didn't like the swordfish because its design sucks. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's like a really generic looking fish with a huge gaping hole in the front of it that a weird serrated blade that is clearly not an organic part of it is slipped into. And I get the, jo- I get the joke of that, of like, it's a swordfish and look, it's the sword comes in. It looks so ugly. I don't like it. <laughs> oh. I don't really have a strong feeling for like a favorite or a least favorite. I think my favorite is going to be Hold the on. vibing fish. Hey, we're oh, not, we're not to the favorites. Oh, we're not to the favorites. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I haven't even chosen a least favorite because I don't know. I guess I'll go with swordfish too. My least favorite is the singular comma infinitely cloned soldiers <laughs> oh. or bandits yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Sure. That's, Who yeah. was your favorite? I got nothing. Who's my favorite? Uh, donkey. Yeah, I, was, I like Donkey. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because he's a, a cool big dude, and then he's like plays percussion. He's like, I don't need to hold an instrument. Yeah, on my yeah. own instrument. Yeah, I like him. That's fine. I like him. <laughs> I was just gonna say the vibing fish. Also, and that's fish. a good choice. <laughs> also great. Or like yes. get wrecked, Julius. Yeah, you're just not. You're just a boring cat, yeah. and you can't even catch a fish. Oh. Um. Let's go on to our overall consensus slash rating. I think it's safe to say none of us necessarily recommend it. Not because it's terrible, but just it's just very mediocre. Yeah, and kind of boring. Yep. Um, so yeah, what would you rate it? I'm leaning 1.75, 1.5 maybe? I, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to go 1.5. That might be... No strong reason, just 1.5. That might be maybe way out of character with my other ratings. Not sure. This is just what I'm feeling right now. There was some animation that I enjoyed in this one. Um... I didn't mention it back in the animation section for some reason, but uh, the the music clefts that like drift mm-hmm. into the water from from them when they're trying to fish, trying to get fish out of the water with the music, uh, those are really nice and smooth. And uh, and at one point they like and hover in the air and the music notes start yeah. dancing. I, I don't know. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That was interesting. Um, so there is some animation that I like, but overall, yeah, it was a little underwhelming. Uh, I, I like a 1.75 to land on just, just for how boring it was sometimes. I think I'm going to also go with uh, 1.5 because, again, it, it, 
not that anything was egregious, but the cat taking off the tail was a bit creepy. And it was just kind of boring and just kind of blah. I'm going to go with Ryan, uh, 1.75. Um, unlike all of you, I've watched a lot of these. So my, what I would rate real, real low is I know what those look like. Uh, so yeah, 1.75. Well, uh, next time we'll watch some other short that I haven't figured out yet. Um, and next time on the main <laughs> podcast, uh, we're going to cry a lot. So oh, yeah, no. there we go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Bring it to uh, shoes. I mean, to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you all for listening, and yeah. until next time. Thank y'all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark u equals two seven nine. 0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I N C O M P E T E C H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening! Like, look at what you're doing. It's wrong. <laughs> I was like, the computer, it loud. No, it's fine.